This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Hello everyone, just got me today. This is Ben Chase and I am checking in on the Palazzo Podcast Prospects Half Hour and your buddy Govier is not going to be able to be here tonight. He has some other obligations that are holding him up so you've got just me running solo and but we're going to finally get to our AFL wrap-up and we're going to talk a little bit about the Rule 5. We're going to get through all that as we prepare for winter meetings that are coming up and some big off-season news that will be heading our way real soon. Uh, so far, there's just been a few minor league moves. Um, nothing major yet. Uh, so far, uh, kind of one of the cool moves happened today uh if you followed anthony ghost who was super a super athletic guy coming out of college or yeah out of college uh to the toronto blue jays he made the transition from an outfielder to a pitcher and has ended up in the cleveland indian system trying to make it as a left-handed pitcher and is going through tommy john surgery and the Indians gave him a two-year minor league deal this uh, today. So that's actually not exactly common. It's kind of a cool deal that they did that. It's a not, not a very common minor league deal to pull off. Um, but so that was kind of the big news on minor league deals so far. Uh, but we're going to step right in to the Arizona Fall League. Now, that has been done here for a little bit. Um, you know, your Arizona Fall League stuff, I mean, the the awards were handed out here, gosh, the, the 12th of November. So, I mean, it's been a few weeks. Um, and we're just going to highlight a few guys 
who really hit kind of that you should know about for your fantasy squads that maybe weren't big time. And yeah, yeah, I, I can manage it. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, but we've talked about him a lot. And the first guy I'm going to highlight is Edward Julian of the Twins. And you guys, you need to know him. You need to, if you don't have him plugged in on your roster, I mean, I think you're going to want to know him for redraft leagues next year. He there's, he very well could have come away. He ended up getting the breakout player award. He very well could have pulled off all three offensive awards. The offensive player of the year, the MVP, he was a stud. Um Hit 400, uh, almost like a 560 OBP, and 680 better uh, slugging. One of the league leaders in home runs and even stole six bases. Now, what I will say, he's not a great defender. Uh, That's going to be where the Twins will have some, some problems is figuring out where to put him. But a bat like that, they're going to find a spot and he's really he's shown what he all he needs to show in the minor leagues i don't know i mean i i think they're probably going to i think they're going to likely give him a spot straight out of uh, spring training so i would i would look for him uh edward julian now if you're looking for Edward Common Spelling, you're going to have a tough time. He's got the French spelling. It kind of looks like Ed O'Ward. Um, but that is who you're going to want to look at. And I do think he's going to have a lot of value in redraft leagues coming this spring. Um, the next guy you're going to want to know, Will Wagner. Billy Wagner's son. And, of course, now we're talking about Billy Wagner because it is hall of fame time and hall of fame season is probably my least favorite time in social media for baseball because everyone's opinion is stupid that's that's just my hot take for you um but will wagner came into the arizona fall league with kind of a question as to whether he was going to have enough power to really be a corner guy because he's kind of built like his dad and you know, he's not very big. And so, you know, there's some legit wonder if, you know, is he going to be big enough? And uh, he Wagner's clubbed the ball. I mean, he led the league, I believe in total bases. He was, or one of the league leaders in total bases. He can flat out rake. Uh, the question is going to be, what do the Astros do with him? Uh, you know, they just signed a Brayu. You know, I don't, you know, obviously you're not going to move uh, Jordan Alvarez into the outfield and try to get him more injured. So um, Will Wagner's an Astros is an Astros prospect. I don't think you're going to see them, you know, the one thing that they could potentially do is have him work some in the outfield. It could be a very interesting thing to see what he could do in the outfield. He's got the arm to do it. I mean, you know, he's Billy Wagner's kid. He's got some arm. Uh, But it'd be interested to see how they work with him because that bat is legit. 
he could definitely work his way into the majors soon. Um, and finally, as far as hitters go, Nick York. I mean, holy cow, he he showed back up after a year where we thought maybe Nick York was going to be one of those guys that was a surprise prospect uh, that the Red Sox maybe looked smart on and then disappeared. No, no, he came to the Arizona Fall League and showed that, hey, he's legit. Uh, I wouldn't ever, ever expect him to give you 25 home runs. I also wouldn't ever expect him to give you 30 stolen bases. But if you're looking for a guy who can hit for a solid average and give you double-digit steals and home runs, you know, probably pretty close to 10 to 15 of each, that's going to be your guy. And, I mean, he plays good enough defense that he should work at second base. He doesn't make errors at the, at second base. He's not flashy, but he doesn't hurt you. That's I think he's going to be a guy that moves up pretty quick for the Red Sox because they got a pretty big hole up the middle. So if he can just do what he did in the Arizona Fall League, he'll move quickly for them. Um, let's go to the pitching side. And one of the guys I pumped a lot was Emmett Reifert. If you guys were reading the Discord, you know that name already. He was a Brewers draft pick out of a tiny little college who kind of did what a lot of Brewers guys do coming out of Juco, out of tiny colleges, and really started to show up. And then they traded him to the Rays. If you can pick two better organizations for an undeveloped arm to go to, I can't think of them because he went to the Rays and he's been just lights out and it was the very last week of the AFL season before he allowed his first hit of the entire AFL season. Um, he was, I believe, second or third in the entire Arizona Fall League in strikeouts as a reliever. Um, but what you need to know, he is, he's going to be a guy that's probably not your closer in Tampa, but he's going to very likely figure into their bullpen mix. And, you know, I would, I would take a chance on him as a flyer. If you were looking to build out a holds bullpen, if you're looking for some extra stats, as far as, uh, strikeouts, if you're looking for a guy who's going to help you out with, uh, you know, hold strikeouts and probably some low, low whip, low ERA. There's a good one. So, yeah, I mentioned Wagner is an Astro. You're going to definitely want to look into that. Uh, but my big pitching guy to get to know, and this is one uh, Christian is not in the room that I've seen so far, but Christian is was a big, big guy on this guy coming into AFL, and he absolutely showed out, and that is Emmett Sheehan. And struggle a little bit in his first start or two. He, uh, Connor Thomas won the AFL Pitcher of the Year. Hi, Jasper. <laughs> but Emmett Sheehan, to me, was the most impressive AFL pitcher. Um, I guess, you know, um, 
Oh, I'm blanking out. There's an A's pitcher that was really, really impressive at the end, too, and I'm going to be really upset at myself that I'm blanking on his name. Um, that uh, was really, really, really solid for them. But, boy, Emmett Sheehan was such a stud. And he came out with elite fastball, both in velocity and in movement. Plus, he's got a couple very good breaking pitches. And he's got some off. He's got an off speed that he can shape and move a little bit. He's got four legit pitches. But I think what you're going to see that they do with him is going to be like what they did with Bueller and what they've did with Gonsolin right away for the Dodgers. Is they're going to use Sheehan as a middle guy in their bullpen to eat up some middle innings, and he's going to get his feet wet in the major leagues that way, and eventually. Somebody's going to get hurt in that rotation, which happens in Major League Baseball. He's going to step in, and pretty soon he's going to be a 15 to 20 game winner with elite stats. It's somehow just what the stinking Dodgers are able to do in their development. It's absolutely ridiculous they can keep doing that, but Chiska is he impressive? Uh, Anthony, I'm seeing your comment. Brian Wu, I was impressed. I was hoping for more, to be fully honest. The stuff is there. It's It can be like number two type starter stuff, but it wasn't every time out. And that's, I'm, wonder, I'm kind of wondering if he's ever going to get to that, to where he can hold it every time out. Um, I, right now, I would probably, I think there's probably a, back and forth between him as a well could he be a kind of a Michael Kopech type where boy he could be really good but in flashes or if you put him into the back of a bullpen that's one heck of a dominant reliever and I have a feeling the Mariners are going to have a decision to make there the White Sox have pushed Kopech as a starter for a long time I can't tell you if that was a right decision or not. That's that's, but that's a decision they went to. But that'd be the comp I would make right there is the type of decision they're going to have down the line. Um, but you know, one of the major things Arizona Fall League does is it allows for a lot of potential Rule Five guys to get lots of airtime in front of other teams. And in front of their own team while they're having to make that decision as far as whether or not they actually protect them. And a couple of guys from the Arizona Fall League were left unprotected. And they're going to be a couple of the more talented guys in the Rule 5 draft here. I don't know that either one of them goes. Although they're probably two of my favorite guys that are unprotected right now. And I'm guessing they're going to be protected at the AAA level, which that's a whole – we could do a whole podcast on the on the Rule 5 draft and the different rules with it. But, uh, well, you know, hey, if we all had the stink of the Dodgers, I think we'd all be pretty happy fans. Let's just be honest. You know, all you can ask is your team's there every fall. 
That's I, you know. But two of the guys, Carlos De La Cruz. If you guys were watching the Arizona Fall League, it was really, really hard to miss Carlos De La Cruz. A six foot eight guy ranging around in center field. I mean, he really looked like out there in center field, a skinny version of Aaron Judge trying to play center field. You know, a big, tall guy like that out there trying to track down balls. He's just incredible as far as his overall athleticism. Now, one of the things to watch for, he's got big, long arms, and we've talked about this on on here before, that when you've got those big, long arms, you know, we've talked about it with guys like James Wood. We've talked about it with lots of different, with lots of different players. When you get that big long frame, some guys it clicks, and the guys that do click, it clicks and it clicks really, really well. But there's a long history of guys that it doesn't, and there just doesn't seem to be a very middle ground for that. It is either elite, or there's not much, and. uh Carlos de la Cruz was not protected. Um, and he had a very good AFL. Yeah, Moya is a very good example of a guy who just did not do anything once he got to the big leagues. Um, but he is defensively talented. I think he needs a lot of work on the offensive side to where he would even be major league viable um jose ramos was the other guy on the in the afl who he's maybe a little stretched in center he did play center field in the in the arizona fall league i don't know that he is a a center fielder in the major leagues definitely has the arm to play corner outfield and boy is he stinking talented uh but he was also left unprotected. He's not played a minute above double A or a minute of double A even. I do not think he's going to be a, he's, I don't know that he's going to be selected. And if he's selected, I don't think he's going to make a club. So he might. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made six bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. But yeah, well, we're on to rule five, so you can interrupt that a little bit. But Nico Cavadas and Kyle Manzardo, you know, that that's not far off as far as similar tools or heavy walk, uh, but probably not thirty home run guys. I mean, that's a the what you're talking about. You're talking about a guy who you're hoping for average and OBP. And you're probably going to be looking at a 20 to 25 home run guy, not a 30 to 35 home run guy as far as how that's built. I mean, if you want to take a a potential example is think of most of Kevin Euclid's career. I mean, he had a couple years where he really popped out and, you know, there was some of that era, but most of his career, he was kind of a, 20 home run guy, but walked a ton and had a lot of pretty solid batting average years. That's the type of player I see those guys really developing into. Um, If they stay on the right track, obviously everyone's got their, they can fall off and disappear too. Um, As far as a couple arms that I really like going into the rule five draft, one of them I have not seen highlighted a lot of places, and some of this is because I like to follow the Cubs system. I've been a big fan of following that system for a number of years, and Cole Franklin was injured uh, and returned this year with numbers that if you looked at his numbers, I don't think anyone would even consider him as a potential draft pick. But he was popping triple digits. He was, his breaker had some of the best spin at every level that he was at. He was among the, le- the, uh, the spin leaders for the short time that he was at every level that he was at. And he's not been at double A yet, but... You know, if you wanted to take a guy like that 
and plug him in as a relief-only arm? After the time he's missed with injury, that might be his future anyway. You're just accelerating the process. You know, that might be a pretty solid Rule 5 pick. That's the type of guy that goes in Rule 5. Um, and along those lines is Antoine Kelly, who many remember when he was picked with the Brewers. He was a Juco pick that year. He is, he's been a fire throwing guy, hard, you know, upper 90s stuff from the left side with a breaker that there was one point, there was a point where his breaker was clocked at, or his slider was clocked at 90. And it's a sweeping break, sweeping breaking pitch that was clocked at 90. That's normally those are more of your mid eighties at the top end. And he was hit 90 with a breaker that had that sweeping motion, which that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, Killian, I, I still, am, I got to figure out because I, I think there's some, I think he's more of a five than anything, but I, I like him. I just, I don't know what his major league stuff is, but, um, but then, you know, this year, Kelly, he came out, he got traded mid season as part of a, a mid season deal and the got traded to the Rangers. They bumped him up to double A and he just fell on his face. Absolutely fell on his face. And I really think his future has always been in the bullpen. A team picking him plops him into the bullpen as a lefty. Yeah, he, he's got like six starts in double A that were all over the place. he could just be dynamite from the left side if he's in the bullpen. And yeah, it's going to take some time for him to figure it out control-wise, but that's going to be an arm if he gets there. I I don't know. You know, and Anthony, you're asking if he's got a future in the bigs. I think his future is in relief and the right team with the, the patience to wait it out. That could be the type of arm if if I were projecting, he would be an he would be a high pick in the rule five. He would be a top five pick because a team picking that early probably has the ability to be patient with him and let him work things out at the major league level. Um, <laughs> what are the Mets going to do with pitching if you know if Bassett leaves town? They've they really at one point a few years back had a real had kind of a glut of pitching coming up. They've used some of it in trades. They've really had some bad injury stuff with their pitching prospects, which hey, we heard from Noah Syndergaard, we've heard from other pitchers within that organization how bad their their medical staff was. Maybe there's some things actually true about that throughout the entire organization. Um, but what you want to, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to be curious because they they could lose Dewan Walker. They could lose uh, Bassett. They could lose DeGrom. 
it could be a real, real rough go for all of for the Mets this offseason. Um, but you know, they they have cash, and with cash, you can go out and do a lot of things. You could you could lose DeGrom and go out and get Verlander. You know, I mean, it's just when you have that kind of money, you can make some things happen. So that's the nice thing, I guess, if you're the Mets. Um, but as far as Verlander is happening, yeah, I there's a lot of people that think Verlander is happening for their particular club. I've heard it from about 17 different clubs. So um, I, I actually read the other day on a blog that the twins were going to sign Verlander, which I thought was about the most hilarious thing that I've ever seen online anywhere, because that's not feasible. Um, But you know, pretty much any decent club should have interest in a one or two year contract with guys like Verlander with, you know, DeGrom. I bet you Texas is big on these guys on Verlander on DeGrom that, you know, if you could invest in one year of Verlander or you were investing in four years or five years of Carlos Rodon when Carlos Rodon maybe has a three-year track record, two-year track record right now, and you have you know potential Hall of Fame arms and you've got to invest one or two years, I think that's – I'm going after Verlander or I'm going after DeGrom. Um, but what I think you're going to be – uh, what you're going to find out is this this year we actually have people in person at winter meetings. I am seeing it all over LinkedIn. I'm seeing it all over uh, the various team boards. I'm getting messages from people within the game. You're getting regular hiring back. Teams are opening up and hiring pretty heavily again for scouts, for all sorts of positions that they've kind of been on a freeze for for the last couple of years. And this is going to be the first winter meetings that is fully back in person in two years. You know, we've had two years essentially now of no in-person winter meetings. So I think it's going to be a very interesting winter meetings. I really truly believe we have a very good free agent crop to look at. You know, the shortstop crop is really fun. All of those things. I think there's going to be some pretty impressive trades. I think that has been really slept on this winter. And I think there are teams out there that are wanting to free up some money or are wanting to clear up some roster space and to do a move financially. And there are going to be some big, big moves trade-wise. Um, I think Braves fans out there really, really want to see Marcelo Zuna be traded away, but that's a whole nother, you know, I think that if they could find anyone they could dump that salary on, they would be happy. Uh, but I think you're going to see a lot of trades happen 
during the winter meetings. And that would really surprise me if it weren't true. Um, but uh, Walker is going to be very, very interesting because I think Walker needs the right situation. He's He needs to have a place where he can have days off. His his arm is such that he his arm is jello. I, I mean, I, I like his stuff, but he he just can't do day in day out every year. He's he's not a thirty start guy. He's, I mean, I don't know that he's a twenty five start guy consistently year in year out. Um, but well, that wouldn't be a terrible fit, actually. I, I you know, that would be. All right, but you know, Rockies. Here's here's something for you guys to consider. Um, you know, you've hear I hear a lot about, you know, on prospect wise Ezekiel Tovar. If you go and look up Brendan Rogers' numbers, his stat cast numbers, Brendan Rogers basically was the hardest hitting middle infielder in Major League Baseball last year. And he plays in cores. That's a guy that is way undervalued. And people right now are predicting that there's going to be someone, not just that someone is going to come in and take the shortstop job next to him, but that there are a few guys coming right behind him that are then going to bump out Rogers, which I don't know. I'm not sure that that's so true. So, but you know, the Rockies, I will say I've heard a lot about them being very active on the trade market. So I don't know if that's offering guys up, if that's trying to bring guys in, but everything I'm seeing, I'm reading everything the Rockies are very, very active on the trade market. So that could be very interesting because they do have a little bit. Of, I think they have an underrated group of interesting prospects. For a lot of years, the Rockies farm system has been kind of one of those that was a little cringy. Um, but they have some very interesting prospects in the in the Rocky system right now. And so it would be interesting to see if they would utilize some of that to potentially make a move or two. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, bad joke, but I don't know that Riley Pint can get two pitches across the plate, let alone, you know, if he'd have any trade value. So, but Riley Pint was protected from the rule five draft. So that's interesting. Uh, as far as Jameis' question on Michael Harris, if you are drafting him in the first round, as much as I love Michael Harris, I think you're going to be a you're going to be wishing you'd have looked elsewhere. The only the big thing there is he's a he's an elite power speed guy as far as what there is available. Um, but if you look at, I posted this on Twitter a few, few weeks back that if you look at 
his patience, you know, or his walk rate versus strikeout rate and Jeremy Pena's walk rate versus strikeout rate, there are a lot of people who are ripping up on Michael Harris and saying that he is being way overdrafted and that Jeremy Pena should be drafted way higher. And a lot of that has to do with Pena's off or postseason. But Harris, all of his StatCast stuff is off the charts. And a big thing that folks don't realize, his swing and miss inside the zone is virtually nothing. And he doesn't chase a ton of bad pitches. So, yeah, he has some strikeouts, but he's an aggressive swinger who in the minors has always had pretty solid walk rates. I'm thinking you're going to see that start to get back to normal. What Jeremy Pena put up at the major league level this year was what Jeremy Pena has put up at almost every, every level this year or in his minor league career. It wouldn't surprise me if you see twice the amount of walks for uh, Michael Harris and a lower strikeout rate. He's going to be better as an overall player this next year, but I don't know that he's going to be a better than a 25-25 guy. And that's kind of, I don't know, if you're drafting in the first round, you're going for, you're, you're probably wanting a 30-30 guy if you're drafting him there so um but we're running over right now and we're getting into the major league talk but we are we do have some fun plans as far as getting into some some of the prospect lists around the game and talking through every team over the course of the winter um and I will tell you right now, I'm working on my big list that I do every fall. Um, every, every fall, winter, I do the top 100 Braves prospects in their system. And so that's what I am working on right now. And that's coming out in in uh, first or in the next couple of weeks here. And so uh, that's how deep I get there that I start to actually look around a little bit at other systems. I just – so – that will be interesting to to really dig into, but we're going to be talking lots of prospects over the next few weeks on Discord. Um, certainly, check out the show over the next few weeks. You can always chat with me on Discord or find me on Twitter, Big Gentle Ben. Um, but that's what I've got for you for today. Great having everyone join us, and we will check in with you next week and yes we have moved to thursday we will be thursdays going forward because that works for me it works for for govier we will be going forward without phil but same bat time same bat channel yeah miss miss our phil we'll get him back for a for a guest appearance or two you know just to to see his happy irish face but uh that's all I got for you for you for today, guys. Thanks for joining us. The power of prospects is a curious thing. Make a person trade everything for a king.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.